This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast, and we have a special treat for you today. Not only are we joined again by the one and only Poo Dog Melissa, but we have a special behind-the-scenes look at me giving Conrad permission to do the intro. Signatures will send a petition to Rob Dawson, Fox News. There's a wet screen in for two minutes <laughs> what the hell was that what i don't was know that? it was just like <laughs> it was a clip but i thought it was hilarious that's like literally me giving the reins to conrad like all right i'm gonna sleep for three seconds you take the intro <laughs> and this is what we're dealing with why did he take his seatbelt off he was over it he was, was ready like to die reaction yeah. to almost crashing do, do we have mr conrad simpson in the bullpen i think he forgot how to use his phone because it's just a black screen right now yeah that mm. that sounds about right well, we tried, Connie. Imagine if we had gone to him for the intro. It really would have been exactly that. <laughs> Goddamn son of a bitch! He just has his own plan for the show every day, huh? And he, never he doesn't tell anyone Doesn't tell about. anybody. Mm-hmm. Never tells anyone. It's a surprise. Yeah, like no. the show starts and he's like, oh, hey, I'm knocking on the door. Uh, can I come in? Yeah. Yeah, that's if we're lucky enough to have him. Well, he messaged at, at 1230 and said, let me in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are the times when we're lucky enough to have him there's other times where he'll message at 12 30 just be like i'm not coming today <laughs> like oh, okay man <laughs> i got the intro <laughs> uh yeah, that, world we're all living in it. that clip was the introduction and the death of the tortuga bit all rolled into one mm, sad day i, I even have the bit. shirt i mean how did that even start i mean it's just horrible the it's thing is like really awful it's, it was really bad i'm so happy the maraca broke uh the the problem is, is brian is so fucking lovable the maraca broke yeah, yeah i watched it happen on air he it was the greatest it day of my life Oh yeah, there's another one though, right? There's no, one. You're, you're, you're hoarding it over there. There's, oh, I'm gonna snap it on air. <laughs> <laughs> Messed up. Man. The thing is, Brian is so lovable, and he he's such a, a a warm character to highlight. Thank you. That I think everybody embraced. Right. That just he was because it's brought into the mm-hmm. intro. Yeah, but was it, but, but just like, forgetting that the sound of it is absolutely unbearable. Unbearable, and the <laughs> fact that like he's just he's not even saying the word correctly, and it's not even on purpose. <laughs> he thought the word was tortua, and then you know somewhere along the line, somebody was like, "There's a G, bro." Yeah, and he's like, "Not in my world, there isn't." <laughs> and then uh, it just became a fucking thing. It started what after it, it started after we went to the Bahamas, and they saw that shop that tortuga. Tur- I almost said tortuga. Tortuga, tortuga shop. It's over. It's yeah. over. You'll never pronounce the word correctly again. It's tough. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so many people have come up to me there and they go, Tortuga. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's very polarizing. Yeah, it's fine. I think like half the chat loves it. it. Half the chat absolutely wants to see it yeah. die. Well, and you know, that's pretty much how the room is too. so <laughs> annoying that it it's is lovable. okay. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much most of our bits. Yeah. <laughs> see, I feel bad for Conrad now. He's in the chat talking about how he's trying to use the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't figure it out. I gave yeah. him, I gave him one of these mics. You gave him a mixer. A mixer. Mm -hmm. And, oh, come on. and a 4K. Once you put a mixer in the equation, <laughs> yeah. you're really. And I gave him a 4K, a 4K webcam. All you have to do is plug in the USB ports. Uh, That's it. And everything just works. <laughs> Does he need all that if he's going to pop in for five minutes here and there? Well, yeah, he made usually it sound walking like, around look, somewhere, too. So. Here's how he pitches the I'm going on vacation bit. He goes, uh, Give me all the stuff. I'm going to be on all the shows Monday, Friday. Like, I'm there, okay? I'm just, you know there from Remote. san diego and it's like oh okay man like you know here's all the stuff and now he's sitting here not knowing how his busted ass phone could ever <laughs> call it the thing is is like if i'm using like just my like uh air my airpods and my phone on zoom it's probably good enough good enough yeah like it's, but like, it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's are you going it's for good enough? Are you going yeah. for no, what I'm saying excelling? Is like it, well, no, it's like, it's well, it's, it's completely fine. Well, look, it's saying. completely fine if you're an esteemed guest that we're happy to have call in. You know, if you're Nate Silver and you're calling in from a walkie-talkie, we'll make do. Mm -hmm. But when you're Conrad from the road, you better have some fucking production quality. That's yeah. fair, yeah. Like if it's Mark Cuban, you could like literally yeah. call in from like a Polaroid. Yeah, right. It, but it isn't, isn't, screen, isn't I don't your care. phone? Doesn't the phone like the camera is like 4K? Isn't it? No, it's it's. Well, it's on. I mean, it's yeah, okay. I mean, it's like it's definitely high def. I think like, the connection is a little less reliable. Also, the face cam isn't yeah. good, and you're coming in generally going to be in portrait mode instead of panoramic. True. And the Land mic is shit. Landscape. Or landscape, yeah. Panoramic landscape, whatever. Don't you want landscape? Panoramic would be yeah. intense. Yeah, I'm saying like your phone, you're usually going to be in portrait. Well, if you're holding it like that, but if, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> put your phone like this. This is what I would do. Tortoises, Boom. He's got a right. Tortoise is hitting us with the fucking upskirt Bang. shot. Right there. <laughs> That's obscene. You better hope Landon doesn't use that shot. Nah, <laughs> these shorts are short, but not Okay, by short. the way, since we're talking about this, I, I bought uh -oh. myself the same pair of shorts that I bought Landon. I just want to show you how they're supposed to fit a normal person. Okay. <laughs> this is what right. we can't short. see. Well, we can't see. You gotta yeah, you gotta like move, move toward... Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's very normal. Yeah, it's... This is Landon. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Jesus Christ! Oh, oh my God! There was almost some slippage there. That, we're gonna get demonetized. Yeah. Demonetized. <laughs> we're gonna get banned forever. Oh my God! We're just gonna I'm shut just our saying. channel well, down. The thing is, his shut it all he down. has a very long lower leg. Right. Insanely long. And legs. just long legs. Period. You have short stubby legs. And I, I keep do. trying to tell him, right. like those shorts are for shorter men than normal you. people. Yeah, like yeah. tall, tall Five men like, aren't supposed to wear mm -hmm. those shorts because you look freakish. Right, he could wear normal shorts. They make legs look longer because yeah. they the show shorts. Same shorts. Mm. Yeah, they're. I think these are nine inch inseams. But he okay. doesn't need his legs to look longer. No. Like. No, and his quads are so small. Well, I don't even think they're that small, but they look way smaller right. when he's showing like three quarters of his leg. Right, he's doing himself no favors here. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, if I were him... Bro looks like a lamp. Yeah, That's I got that bad. <laughs> See, <laughs> he's, he's not to that point Wapa. of... He's not that point... <laughs> 
<laughs> not to the point of like body dysmorphia yet where you just start wearing like oversized hoodies and sweats everywhere he has body morphia yeah, <laughs> yeah he's in his glow up phase like he's so proud of the work that he's done at this point uh, come on mine aren't that bad i don't need the censor no yours are good no you, yeah, you have you normal can, shorts it's gotta on. be censored <laughs> making sure well because they're gray they are gray <laughs> You gotta watch what? out for those gray, what, what's those gray? gray sweatpants, like after <laughs> Furky's video with Airball, and everyone's saying Furky's bricked <laughs> I up. I don't even think it was me. I don't <laughs> they said he was what? They said he was bricked up. <laughs> I think my phone was in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. No, it's just the gray sweatpants. They look make everyone look bricked up. Yeah, it's true. It is true. They, bricked they, up. Bricked I, up, B. I don't know. I've never heard of bricked up, but I'm, 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 I think I know what bricked up means. But well, maybe I don't. You're I don't. probably right. For for what it's worth, considering it was a term introduced to me by Melissa, I thought yes. it meant you had to shit. <laughs> I think it could be like used for that. Probably. Yeah, that was my initial reaction to it. I think that could be used. The context though. kept like if changing. You're like, oh God, I'm so bricked up. Yeah. yeah. Then that mm -hmm. probably means you're constipated. Right, but then the context yeah. kept changing, and I'm like, oh, that's not what it means. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> By the way, we appreciate you wearing shoes today so you didn't have to wear a blanket to cover your feet. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I had <laughs> no sandals on and I was like, oh no, my feet are going to show. Something with that seat over there. Like we just always have to have like... Censoring <laughs> on this seat. You know, with the feet, this... you got to pay for it. Yeah. Unless you're Andre. Well, it's honestly not even that. I just, my feet are really gross because I like pick at my toenails. How are you single? <laughs> I mean, it's from no, it's How really like it's messed up because I watched the Tobro, which is like a Ingro. I don't know why I'm saying this. This is like, not, like this, nobody wants to know about you know, it. They, they do. They do. You're not really yeah. selling yourself like, at this point. I watched the Tobro, who is like a toe doctor, and he okay. removes ingrown toenails. And mm -hmm. I don't have ingrown toenails, what? but I still do the stuff. That what is women's obsession with disgusting bodily functions? I think it's like a grooming thing. I, I know so or I've come across so many satisfying. women who like enjoy watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Why? We it, all like, like share that. And the love. thing is is like generally it's not even it's not even like blemishes or pimples. It's like that, cysts. It, it's cysts. Like it's infected cysts, yeah. cysts yeah. that it's are like pussy. bursting yeah. and cysts. you know they stink. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just like oozing tartar well, sauce. Well, the more <laughs> like infected and bad it is like the better you feel once it's removed we're all just monkeys it's all about the yeah. we're all just fucking monkeys picking nits off of well, one yeah, another and it's and almost like them. how with like porn people get like desensitized and they start looking at weird stuff so that's like me but like i started with pimples and then i moved to ingrown toenails and then like weird surgeries and like gore the other stuff. one the other one that i know a lot of people like to watch is like the earwax removal uh, yeah that's okay but yeah. sometimes there's bugs and it's yeah. like i don't want to see that yeah, yeah, yeah when it just like pulls <laughs> out like class. a cockroach out of their <laughs> fucking ear yeah, yeah spider i don't want to see that too much <sighs> I, I i don't that stuff makes me you not, don't like that not stuff? Okay. Do no, you let no. like significant others pop? No. God, You don't no. let them pop you? No, that's disgusting. Why? Because they like, it's good for you. <laughs> no. What? No. Do you let Michelle pop you? No, I don't get pimples. If, if, Very often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm just, just never. All, Does she like to pop though? Because she's in the yeah. medical. Yeah. 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 She's, oh, she's all about popping her pimple. Yeah, what? It's great. Yeah. Dude, a nice, really hard mm -hmm. blackhead getting popped. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. The, so the blackheads are really because they come out so clean. I've, I've heard. Yeah, what, mm -hmm. what is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been like that. She loves Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. When I was growing up, my mom would be doing it to my dad's back. Dr. Pimple Popper is not. 
that bad. It used to be worse. It's not as the bad as it is The sister's so Since she extreme. got the show. Yeah. Since she since got, got her TV show, show it's yes. really calmed down Right, a bit. right. I can watch the TV show. I couldn't watch the YouTube It was gruesome, yeah. And clips. they were, lo- they they were, were like, like hour-long like, yeah, videos. That, yeah. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much, and I don't understand the desire to, like, this is a level of intimacy that maybe I'm just not capable of, but this is like mm. catching your girl pooping. Like, yeah. there's got to be some boundaries here. Like, grooming yeah. seems like a good place to start. I mean, I never really had those in my relationship. Boundaries? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't really know. Maybe it's not normal, but... No, I, I, I mean, it seems very normal for women, at least in my experience. They... Yeah, but I would get to, like, an obsessive degree. Like, I right. would, like, force, like, force You're running them around down. the house. Yeah, and, like, chase them, them and, like, scream at them until they let me do their pimple. Then I would start, like... There's actually, like, nothing <laughs> there. Then I'd be like, if you don't do it, this is what's going to happen. And then, like, a huge, like, exploding pour. And I'm like, it's just going to keep growing and getting worse until you let me do it i'm just like being a fiend you're like, you're like tackling them crackhead. there isn't even anything there you're yeah. just like poking at I'm their like skin on meth like picking the bugs out of their skin <laughs> oh, oh what a what a remarkable start to the show so we lost conrad he's uh he's we're writing back and forth right now he's uh trying to figure things out <laughs> you're pen palling yeah we're pen palling well at least he's figured out how to text that's that's a good start i saw this woman who pen palled a man in prison and then um married him uh, Love After Lockup. You ever watch that show? No, I haven't, but I guess you can find it. It's like penpalinmate.com or something. David yeah. Goggins' mother did this. It was really? in his second book. Oh. She. And that's. And his, with like, his it's dad? A, it's a his thing. Stepfather, yeah, for sure. Oh. So his stepfather uh, ended up being. Uh, she, she met him in jail. They ended up getting married once he came out of jail. He was in jail for third degree murder, I think. Uh-oh. Uh, but he was, that's degree. like not you don't mean to right i think so yeah close to manslaughter it's basically yeah. like whatever it's basically like, it, like a traffic ticket if i remember the <laughs> <laughs> right yeah just slap on the wrist yeah well i think it was mostly in there for selling drugs okay. and then on top of that somebody died mm. oh oh okay like he sold like so yeah I, bad I, drugs or something I, and someone it's died been a while him. since i read the book i don't recall the details of it of like it's if like he, a two-year sentence probably yeah but anyway the guy didn't seem like a good dude <laughs> When it was all well, said and done, well. <laughs> uh, shocking. Yeah. I know. You know. You yeah. would think there would be some redeeming. There's always saviors out there. You know. I know. Like inmates for women are strippers for men. I can <laughs> yeah, save you. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, seems dangerous. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, what? what great what, reality TV though. What would mm, cause yeah. you to like decide to go on there and look for someone? Seems crazy, right? Yeah, you have to be in a weird spot. Wait, Burke, do you watch the shows? No. Do you watch uh, Love After Lockup? I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. But I would assume most of these are pre-existing relationships? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, like, it's like they've had a relationship while the person's in jail. And no, then... but I'm saying like pre-existing to them going to jail. Oh, um, no, I don't think. You gotta well, be a pretty know. crazy person to just start like, dating them while they're in jail. Randomly, yeah. Eat, <laughs> just I really randomly don't watch. M- I don't watch it either. Michelle watches it, obviously. It's reality TV. Yeah, obvi- uh, obviously, it's Michelle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she <laughs> just does. happened to be this there all the time. They, they pay like, for cable to get one fucking channel, listen, and it's Bravo. Love <laughs> After Lockup's not on Bravo. I don't even know e. what channel it's on. Probably a Bravo. E or TLC. Yeah, pro- there's like, a Bravo derivative. There's like, so like, she's got me into reality TV, but there's like 
you know, only so far I'll go. Like, I'll watch The Housewives. Right. But I'm not going to watch, like, like you're on Love Dr. After Pimple Popper version of reality TV. Yeah. You're not on. Right. She says the real, real bad reality TV for, like, when I'm playing poker or something. Right. Like, right. during the summer when mm -hmm. I'm gone all the time, then, like she, then she's like, yeah, she, she gets caught up on that stuff. I enjoy this mm -hmm. rationalization, you know, of how you're not fully in. But you know you like, got. But he you knows like toe literally in the water. every. Yeah. Well, real I toe. I'm, I'm, I'm like knee deep, but like <laughs> wading the water. I'm, I'm knee deep, but I'm not like up to my neck. You and Andy should start a reality TV show <laughs> podcast. You guys they honestly would be great. should. Andy didn't. Yeah. Didn't Does he Andy recently get TV? into Taylor Swift too? Oh yeah. So you guys are sort guys of are both Swifties. in this like you're transforming 40, into 40 teenage Swift, girls. Yeah, forty-year-old Swifties who both watch reality TV. He's obsessed with the, the with the challenge. That's oh, his yeah. thing. Oh, that's we talk about the challenge That's time. like a pretty. I've actually went reality. over to Andy's yeah, to watch yeah. the challenge. <laughs> the challenge is great. I mean, the to be fair, really when I was like show. in high school, I watched it because yeah. mm -hmm. the girls were hot. Like that's the only reason you watch anything. That's literally anything. the only reason you watch any show. As Same a, as with my a, brother too. As a teenager in your early twenties, that's the only reason to watch any show like, that isn't sports. I'll have sports. a show on. You, I just hear you walk in. She's hot. Yep. And then you leave. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's, that's because the show you have on is fucking Love Island or yeah. some other bullshit. Yeah. Too hot to handle. Oh, yeah. yeah, Love Island. That's I've been blind. watching that lately too. Really good show. Get a job, mate. I got one. Take a day <laughs> off. <laughs> He's the little manager. <laughs> he is the little manager. Uh, oh man, that's a good how segue. To, how else am I supposed to wind down? You know, after dealing with you all day. <laughs> <laughs> all day. You get me for ninety <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be a lifetime. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, quick reminder to everybody: we do have an academy coming up, September first to the third. Don't worry, Lamana will not be leading it with his reality talk. It'll mm. be myself and Matt Hunt. <laughs> well, I'm out then. <laughs> it's uh, September first to the third. Uh, first half of the day, we'll be going over game theory heuristics, helping you build a strategy from the ground up. Second half of the day, you'll be playing on an RFID table, uh, where we'll be doing commentary in the back. You'll have that footage to study indefinitely. Head over to academy.sulfurwide.io if you guys have an interest in that. Also, stay tuned to uh, sulfurwide.io. We will be releasing the first episode of Season 9 of On Second Thought. <clears throat> that comes out, I believe, on Monday. Maybe Tuesday if it's a little bit late, but we'll be sure to let you guys know. Uh, that's it for the plugs, I think. What? Uh, oh, I watched The Bear last night. Oh, yeah? I got into it. How the many bear? episodes did you watch? Four pretty good right i'm i'm intrigued but yeah. i'm also confused i feel like they throw you too far into the deep end episode the one episode one yeah but i think that's good what is this show I it's the bear on hulu called the bear the bear it's yeah. about a restaurant like this guy's brother dies and then is he it takes reality over or is it no, no. It's, okay fiction it's two, with two the, things i was expecting a reality show and oh. i was expecting a bear yeah, I know. It's you like got a little neither. Misleading. Neither one are involved. Yeah. It's about a chef. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I but I did notice that what, the first episode they really do throw you into the middle of the story, and you're mm. kind of like, well, who the fuck is that? Like, who's this? How am I? Yeah. I don't know this person, but I think it's good because it like leaves you with questions. That's true. And then you want to keep watching. There's too many shows that just lay it out like you're stupid. I think because I, most yeah, that's viewers true. are stupid. So well, yeah. They're like, I mean, well, we gotta spell this out. I mean, you're competing with reality TV, so yeah. you know it's kind of tough. Uh, I don't like I don't like his cousin, or whatever the oh, fuck that guy is. <laughs> yeah, R Richie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not a, little, a fan. Yeah, I mean he's a little, but but, but the, there's, rough there's the a edges. lot of character development, which I really like. I think it's yeah. well written. Mm -hmm. Is the, do you think? I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but do you think this is going to be a multi-season show? Well, they already have two. <clears throat> 
Oh, okay. So it just got yes. put on streaming platforms. <laughs> oh, but it's been on. Uh, see, this is the thing with FX. FX puts out like really good quality content, yeah. but nobody knows about it until it hits Hulu. I know. Yeah. Until Hold like there's second, two guys. seasons. I, I know, know why Melissa likes this shit. Uh-oh. Why? Dude, this guy looks just like what's his face? Who's that poker kid? That's him. No, it's not. No, but this guy was in Shameless. Oh, that's right. I was like, I was like, I know that face. So this is in Chicago too, which is weird because he's from Brooklyn. So I don't know why they keep putting him in Chicago. But same thing. It's little, little New York, basically. But I thought he was hot in Shameless. Sure. But he's like hot in an ugly way. Do you find this guy attractive? Well, yes, but in an ugly way. Like, he's hot, but he, he's ugly, but he's hot for some reason. He's like a bad boy or something. Yeah, it's just right? like his like a, demeanor mm-hmm. or something about the way he carries yeah. himself. Like okay, if you just we, saw a picture of him, you'd be like, nah. Yeah, right. But then, but then but you watch video, him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can we clarify? When did hot stop <clears throat> meaning uh, attractive looking? Well, it, hot did, is just, a, like, it's not just... Um, do you visual. know women women don't you know it's not just no, not they don't go by just we don't physical just go by, yeah like it's all physical about features like the inside yeah. the outside mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. whole blend so when paris hilton coined that's hot this this was all encompassing term yeah 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 i don't think so she was never talking about uh like that's a, hot like guys she would say that to like a Anything. homeless guy yeah sure no offense to the unhoused <laughs> Conrad. Conrad. <laughs> so be real bad when he comes back and the locks like, are changed. That's like a common thing about that specific actor, though, is that women think he's hot, but they're like he's like the ugliest hot guy I've ever right. thought was hot. Right. Okay. Which is kind of like sucks for him, I guess, to hear. But I mean, not really. I'm, so he seems like he's doing fine yeah. as a solid five. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I'm not one to to compare and contrast, but I'm just saying, if you know, I was walking down the street, I wouldn't be like, man, like, that he guy just has this sort of rough around the edges, like. You like his characters, de- de- the characters he plays. Deformed Willy Wonka looking guy, <laughs> okay. you know, it's like hot. <laughs> right. You just want to give him a glow up. Yeah. yeah. No, no, not even. You just not want, he you looks want him fine. as is. Yeah. She wants yeah. to take him as is. <laughs> is there anything to the, to the idea of uh, dating somebody that you find to be attractive, but you know you won't be competing with other women for? No, I think that's a uh, farce because like a lot of times what will happen is the guy gets some confidence from like dating up uh, mm-hmm. and then he'll like be like, well, I wonder who else I can get. Interesting. So Interesting. it's not even really like they'll be more faithful if they're. I, I've had relationships in the past where they've encouraged me to get fat. Really? Yeah. And that seems destructive. Agreed. The only <laughs> thing I can think of is that, like, it was always the, uh, like, Renell, well, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to blow up her spot. <laughs> wow. She, she was talking Damn. about this, like, in her past relationship. She's like, oh, yeah, I like the little Buddha belly. I'm like, no, you fucking, do. like, if you're walking down the street as a single woman, you would not pick the person with the belly over the person who's in shape. I don't mind, a, like, belly doesn't really bother me too much. Okay. I think that what's worse is, like, underdeveloped pecs. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, your man up here. I I highly doubt is like pressing out. No, no, no. House. That's a different like that's a different category. Sure, sure, sure. Undeveloped pecs. Underdeveloped. Un- under, pe- under. Like if they uh, if they actually sort of. Pretty developed. good shape. Yeah, he actually look at his arm. Yeah, he looks alright. I'm sure yeah. he's in good shape. He's like low key. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. if there's an area on him that's underdeveloped, I would wager it's the pecs. It's probably pecs. Yeah. Well, the thing about pecs is like I think that you'll be more likely to look little boyish. Right. When you don't have any pecs. Yeah. 
So I that's sort of that. like a that belly is like whatever. Sure. You've yeah. been through life. <laughs> Guys what if get it's little the, what bellies if it's when the they get pecs with the belly. That's not good. <laughs> that, that's, that's really bad. Look. That's really, really bad. That is really but it a is look. a thing that people. Oh rock. yeah. Oh, it's very yeah. common. Uh, Super common. Yeah, that's like, not great. Like to the point where like they almost have to arch their back in order to support the tummy. Yeah, those yeah. tummies get big. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking almost. I mean, it's almost like we could, you know, house a human in there. Yeah. I mean, we can't, but you, you can't. Know, you can. What is it? Rocks. Beer. Beer. I assume. I don't really know how to transition off of this, but oh. let's talk a little bit about poker. What the <laughs> there you go. There we go. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking that's, for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dream this, man. The what, synthol. <laughs> what is in his trap? That's that's for sure synthol or yeah, rock. Yeah, natural. Come on. <laughs> he looks like one of those bearded dragons he that does, like brings with the up flared, the yeah. <laughs> flared neck. He's about to like sprout some wings. Wow, that's interesting. That is really interesting. His chest is twice the size of his ab. That's he has tits, like full on. Yeah, full on. I wonder if they're implants. The sad thing is, is that he thinks he looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like he's all about it. We're weird creatures. We, yeah. We're very strange. I think when you look at yourself every day and to an obsessive degree, you, you can't really see yourself clearly, probably. It's kind of strange that we can't uniformly agree on an aesthetic. Like we can't uniformly agree that like, like what looks X, good. Y, and Z looks good because yeah, people, like are, people different. are saying margot robbie's mid insane what's wrong with people insane. like they have to just be trying to be edgy i mean I it's like yeah. they didn't even watch uh wolf, what, of, wolf wall of wall street, street. yeah, yeah. So, hot. so hot like come on what are we talking about now she's playing barbie what she doesn't qualify i know who the fuck who is sticking want, in yeah. that role who, who but in fact in the, the the uh the nude scene in um wolf of wall street was not her mm. i mean it was her head cgi'd a onto a different scene? a different body interesting what body I mean, uh, we, <laughs> I think we should know. We'll Inquiring minds would like to know. I don't you know? know. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's disappointing. Yeah. To some degree. I don't maybe. even remember a nude scene in that <laughs> movie. We all do. <laughs> I was gonna say I do. I, remember that. I really don't. <laughs> uh, not not that I have the tweet handy because I didn't think this would come up, but you gotta uh, always be ready. It seems as though only OnlyFans is going to be in a bit of danger here moving forward. Really? I saw uh, an AI uh, video of a woman mm-hmm. that was not real, just completely fabricated from AI. It wasn't like a deep fake, like someone's face on another person's body? No, no, just but, straight but AI. They, they mess up hands. Uh, well, there were no hands up. in the video, so I guess that's fair. Huh? I mean, what? she was just like standing like... Waist up. Back. No, no, no. But just like, like, uh, what, what would it be? Like a mid-profile shot. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, you know, you basically see from like just under her boobs to her face. Would never have guessed. What's she doing? This. Just like talking into the camera. Oh, naked. Uh, no, no, no. She was. She was. No. Oh. None of, no. I know. I, I was. I. I thought that. Like. Yeah. yeah. I'm jumping yeah. to the conclusion of okay. OnlyFans girls oh, okay. being in trouble right, because right. like you could program this to do I anything. I thought he was watching like a porn, porn or yeah. something of an AI. No, no, no. But, but like you could obviously doing? program this to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. And it was. It was so passable. Like there's just no way on earth that you could watch this video yeah. without like really scrutinizing and it's it. It's only it's only getting more and more real. I think real. the trajectory is probably that it becomes so saturated with creepy or weirdo guys who are making like fake AI women that people yeah, well, just kind of stop This using is like it. uh to a certain degree this is exactly how uh Andrew Tate got rich. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't off of AI but it was it off was the back of a real Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was off the back. Women. No, but like he was he was the one chatting to them. 
So the famous oh, story it was is him. Personally? Yeah, the famous story is that like the way he was able to do this on mass was he would have the girls like interacting, uh, you know, verbally and like you know whatever, like getting naked or whatever, uh-huh. and he was just like off camera. He ha- he gave them a fake keyboard to just like pound yeah. so that they weren't distracted, <laughs> and then he was off camera. Like saying all the the dirty shit to okay, dudes. Okay, that's sus. He brags really? about it. That's that. sus. Why didn't you have like an assistant do it? No, because well, he said he eventually trained staff. Right, like, but his thinking was that he knows what what gets men knows, hard. Yeah, he knows how to get men hard. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so weird. And yeah. so he knows how to separate them from a dollar and like keep them on the hook longer. So does he hate men or does he like them? Because it seems like he hates them. It just seems like he is willing to use anybody that comes within right. his crosshairs to make a buck. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like, I feel like there's an epidemic right now of just fake gurus and like people selling. Ever. Yeah. I, I saw it phrased in a way that was good. It was like people are selling procrastination and like selling ways for people to feel productive by reading these lists. Like, here's how you do this and this. And, yeah. and it keeps people from actually doing the meaningful work that gets them there. Instead, they're just doing this busy work of reading what these, you know, charlatans right. are saying all the time. It, it's very unfortunate because of the power of social media and the ability to build a large scale platform. We used to have thought leaders and right. we still do, but more so now than ever, they're forced, like the, the true thought leaders are forced to play the algorithmic game that the influences are playing. Farming. Yeah. Right, like Simon Sinek is a great example. He is one of my favorite thought leaders out there. Uh, he, his, his first leaders book was eat, Start With Why, yeah. Leaders Eat Last yeah. was the second yep. book. And you know, a lot of it was just like business strategies. Uh, it, it's honestly a big byproduct of like, what drove my motivation for solve for why mm-hmm. uh his original ted talk was a basic demonstration as to why apple is uh, the industry leader that they are and a lot of it was putting the customer first in the sense of like why would they want this product rather than what the product so basically like the old traditional way to sell is demonstrate a product the what mm-hmm. demonstrate what it does the how and then ignore the why right and basically apple kind of flipped that and said here's all the reasons why you want this product and then like the what and the how kind of take care of themselves because it's a phone. So you know what phones do and you know how to use a phone, but like why you want it. And they made it like kind of cool and culturally acceptable to, to yearn for this and whatever. And I, I found that to be fascinating. And like a lot of the work that he's done is derivatives off of this. But, you know, he is by all accounts, a, a very educated man who's in some little niche area, a thought leader. But if you watch like the way that he's navigated over the last six years, he's just lumped in with a guru yeah. now because yeah. all it's of his marketing, yeah, everything he does is gaming the algorithm. It looks like uh, the same thing that an influencer would do. Like it almost put a bad taste in my mouth for somebody that I once had a lot of respect for and it's no mm. fault of his own. Yeah. You have to you do what you have to do to, to stay relevant. Yeah. So How to else get are you your gonna... stuff out there? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and then there's people that like will buy followers and then it's like people just see a big number and they're like, oh, they must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, I won't say who followers. I won't say who because I think it's rude. But <laughs> <laughs> there's there's someone in the poker industry. No way. Someone in poker know, bought their followers. Shocker. I know. But he's been putting out a bunch of reels on <laughs> Instagram guy. and I'm just like, OK, like what the fuck is going on uh-huh. here? Why do these have so much traction? I look and like every one of them has between 140 and 160,000 views yeah like what the fuck is going on here and like his instagram page is is huge and everything else and i was like this doesn't make sense this has to be bought and i look 
and every single one of them has an identical amount of likes mm -hmm. and almost an identical amount of comments. <laughs> right. And the likes are all exactly between like comments eight. are like nice product very good excellent stuff <laughs> no no no. The, the, the comments are organic because oh, okay. they're like single digit so it's like nine to 15 comments per video oh but the likes are exactly eight to ten percent of the views on every single one of them so you can just scroll through like 20 videos yeah and they all have like roughly on average 150,000 views and they all have exactly That's 15k crazy. likes mm -hmm. and i'm like okay this is bot yeah. Like this is a hundred percent bought and paid for. Like there's just no fucking way you'll ever see this in the wild. Yeah. Where something that, that you're po posting consistently has this many views. Like if we go through our videos, on average, they're about 10K views. But the likes are gonna vary tremendously mm -hmm. every single video. That was the one thing about like uh, Twitter putting in view counts that mm -hmm. kind of was good yeah because you can see it's like oh this person has like 40k followers but they're getting like six right. views yeah <laughs> right yeah, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like what's going on here yeah. yeah so yeah i mean the farming of building a platform at this point kind of a house of cards a little bit like, i don't even understand like how it works in your favor I mean, I guess like the well, one Dustin DeCloser well, had a 1.4 million. That's true. I mean, if you're going to be dishonest in the way you build your platform, you're probably going to be dishonest in the way you use it. That's true too. And I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a point where it does force virality, right? So like, I don't know if this is still true today, but I'm sure at some point in time, Blazarian bought followers mm -hmm. and he grew to be like at one point, one of the biggest Instagram accounts in the world. Yeah. And I imagine like, you know, maybe it's like 20% purchased, 80% organic growth, or maybe even in the inverse, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, I think it helps people get started. Yeah. Yeah. I just like wonder and how much of that. People will look and be like, oh, they have a lot of followers. That's like yeah, the whole thing. Right. It's like they a must whole be interesting. They must illusion. Be, yeah. yeah. Where they're, they're like, oh, well, mm -hmm. the other people like think they're cool. So um, they must be. Mm -hmm. like, but it will almost always fail in like niche spaces. Like if you do that in poker, I don't think it ever. It's so obvious. It never hits like, the some growth. Some of these people that have bought their followers, it's so fucking obvious. Yeah. I'm just like. This is embarrassing. Like, stop. <laughs> I earned like, all 2,000 of mine. We're too small of an industry for you to be doing this. And you're not going to blend in. Like, it's very yeah, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get accused of buying followers all the time. And I'm just like, if, if I did that, don't you think that I would have infinitely You'd more? You'd have like 100k yeah. plus. Right, right, yeah. It's like, what's what's the difference? But you will see people, like, they don't buy, like, always, like, hunt. Like, there was someone who had, like, 1,500 and the next day had, like, 20k. Yeah. Doesn't oh, work wow. that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Unless, unless something crazy happens, like... Uh, Robbie blew Robbie, up like Robbie, that. Robbie, yeah. yeah. Ro Ro yeah. Ro there will well, be a that's reason, different. though. That's different. No one knew who she was. Then everyone in the book. Stay woke out you know. there. That's one of those <laughs> <Yeah>. fake people. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, annoying because I'm like, well, should I? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But, like, it's like, why? Everyone's buying followers. The I, I, don't think it, <laughs> I don't think it lends to the same level of clout that it used to, though. Yeah. Because right? people like, know. People are more aware. Yeah. I think five to ten years ago, you could leverage that into brand deals or, mm -hmm. you know, you could find ways to monetize it, basically. And now I don't think that that really does anything unless you're dealing with really stupid people yeah. i mean no offense to the people who fall for it but like if you clearly purchase like if you have two hundred thousand followers in poker and your engagements are like near zero yeah and you pitch that to like you know a, a corporation or an online operator or a stream house or something like that and their <laughs> their conversation to their higher ups is like he has a quarter million followers. Do you think they really look into it that deeply though? I feel like no, some of these point. guys are so that's why boomer I said I think that they're they, stupid. Yeah, I think like some are so boomer they're just like that sounds good. Right. Yeah. 
there's a lot this happens in, in the crypto space a lot like you'll just see like you see these crypto accounts and they all have like 500 600,000 yeah. followers yeah. they'll like buy other they'll buy accounts. organic accounts mm -hmm. yeah. yeah maybe yeah yeah so they'll buy like so say i'm able to build a platform up to 100,000 or whatever they'll mm -hmm. offer to buy my account mm -hmm. okay. change the screen name change yeah. everything else and yeah. back when people could get check marks like you know, just yep. by being selected, yeah, people yeah. would buy the checkmark accounts. Right. Right. So it, it makes right. it easier it to scam people because you have this fake you check mark. You know, yeah. Fake, yeah you, you seem uh, legit when you, have, when you have a check mark, right? Now anybody can get a check. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a weird turn that social media. Uh, IG is the same. You, yeah. you can, their subscriptions like insane. bucks a month. Yeah. For the, what? For a check mark? It's it, honestly, it's crazy because it's like everyone wants to charge a subscription now. Well, it's crazy. It's wild because. Uh, Maybe I'm like off the 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 reservation here, but like for the last three to four years, I'm just like we have to get off a subscription model. It's just more and more. Yeah. And now you can finance a Mountain Dew and pay <laughs> twenty cents a month. It's like what's going on? This is crazy. So wild. Mountain Dew. You really can. Like it's like on, it's like on DoorDash or something. It's like, would you like to finance this? Yeah. yeah PayPal always offers that. And then there's that. like the. Uh, there's a, all these things. I don't know. Maybe my ads just think I'm broke as shit. But like all my ads, it's like it's like get two hundred fifty dollars like in advance of your paycheck. I'm like one, I don't have a paycheck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, that's not gonna help me. I need more than that. All right. Three, the interest is gonna be unbearable. Yeah, it's gonna be like six hundred percent interest. Yeah. You're gonna own like oh like eighteen k by the end of the year on that two fifty. <laughs> people fall for it honestly like mm -hmm. that that's kind of the the thing that i'm worried about we were talking about this a few days ago uh you you weren't on set but the the way hustle culture is like morphing it's just becoming a scam within a scam it's a ponzi yeah where it's just like it, it's you're not actually hustling for anything that is long lasting or uh you know creating any virtues that are going to carry through life it's literally just like what's the next thing you're, i can do to hustling collect money? to escape your inner demons basically <laughs> just for the sake of continuing to run well it's just like a lot of platitudes of you know work harder be more disciplined and then it's packaged around some sort of system that will get you rich quick and then you have to buy their and pay for their paid group and the system is no longer functional i was reading a twitter thread that i thought was actually really good um i can't remember who posted it but it was basically talking about uh the the repurposing um or repackaging uh cheap goods mm -hmm. and then creating an ebay store or an amazon store oh, right. and reselling like, uh, it there. drop selling yeah that's been a thing forever though. right and it was very successful when it was first originated but drop now yeah. uh, my first boyfriend in high school told me to start doing he gave me all the ideas to become like giga rich and i yeah. was just like nah so he's, he's like yeah he was yeah. mining bitcoin he's like buy bitcoin just trust me and hold it for a few years i'm like oh, i want starbucks though and then, <laughs> and then he's like, you should start drop shipping on amazon like we're in high school and i was like what the fuck like what are yeah. you talking about did he do any of this stuff yeah he did all of it he well and he was making uh was, i don't know if i should say well whatever he was making fake ids in high school and like selling them yeah. he had like a card printer he was he like was doing he yeah. was like you know the og hustle brain culture. guy yeah yeah i, I mean was just like whatever did he did he sell his poop on the internet he didn't need to he he was <laughs> mining Do dogecoin when it first came out oh man so he crushed yeah yeah good for him um yeah. but yeah I, I think that like that's that's the thing is like Anybody who's selling systems like this is generally repurposing something that was successful in the past that no longer works. Dustin DeCloser was doing. Right, of course. 
Yeah, the, the getting IG check marks. They're getting or like their last bit of exit liquidity. Right. It's like the the pump is over on the drop shipping, so let's like get some suckers at the end. Yeah, I was listening to the Chris Williamson podcast, uh, which I it's funny. Most of the guys that I greatly enjoy, I also have like high criticisms of uh, him being one of them. Um, and I think it's just because Probably you hold them to a high standard. I do hold them to a high standard, and then I also think that like because they build their brand off of you know, taking a stance in some regard, like for him, it's, uh, you know, he, he leans heavily into, uh, body optimization, health optimization, which I'm all for. And then there's an undercurrent of, uh, you know, kind of like the disenfranchised males and he kind of like works, What's that mean? uh, kind of like this idea that toxic masculinity has overtaken, uh, oh, the, okay. the, the general populace and that pushing there are, them too far in the other direction yeah that we've gotten soft That's and, true. and, and yeah, like to some true. degree it's like okay I could get behind that messaging but it comes like full circle with like a lot of undercurrents of anti-trans movement and stuff yeah. like that where it's just like alright man I don't want to hear about this stuff like you have a doctor on let's just talk about you know hormones yeah kind of thing yeah um so it's like, yeah, I have like heavy criticisms of a lot of people to listen to, but I also think that there are nuggets of good. And I think that's going to be true of anybody. Like, I hate Ben Shapiro, but I think that there are some nuggets of good that... Look, I mean, I hate Andrew Tate, but I've seen a few things that you've said that I've agreed with. I think you could find middle, common ground with... It's really brutal when you just are like very heavily like, opposed to somebody. The worst person you know just made a good point. Right. <laughs> so like, I'm going to tune that out. Yeah. Um, you can find I, common ground with anyone, though, that's probably. That's true. I, I think that that's largely true. Uh, but I was listening to his podcast, and I can't remember who his guest was, but they they were talking about um you're talking about shapiro no 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 <laughs> no yeah, he's i have an a really, avid listener really hard shapiro. time listening to him um no uh chris williamson uh i can't remember who his guest was but they were talking about basically uh so much of so much of success of people who are paying close attention to anything that's going on in the world is one part luck but another part of being able to forecast the future in some regard and it it appears as though you're some sort of like fortune teller or future seer or something along those lines. But the point that he made was basically like, we put a man on the moon and we weren't able to put wheels on a suitcase yet. So like <laughs> Neil Armstrong right. carried yeah. his suitcase onto the shuttle <laughs> to get on the moon because it would be a that's decade so before we would actually, actually put wheels. Do you think the moon landing actually happened? <laughs> there we go. Because like that's kind of crazy. I don't, I don't know. Do you, you know, know, do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like that's kind of crazy. Like yeah. are we supposed to believe that? <laughs> I think oh, it's stop. fine to believe. I think it's okay. I think believe. it's fine to believe because even if it didn't happen, I'm pretty sure we're capable of doing it now. Yeah. But yeah, but back then were we? Uh, who knows? It, it, it allowed us to thwart off the Russians for a period of time. Like, I think we just wanted to win the dick measuring contest. We won the, the Cold, Cold War. War. That's, that's all that matters. <laughs> we just like, what? we have to lie to win, we'll do Whatever. it. Whatever. <laughs> that, that's part of tactics too, as far as that's I'm true. concerned. Yeah, if you they know? believe it, we right. won. <laughs> Worldwide, they believed, we yeah. did it. We're, we're we, go, we're, we have we're, the best film sets in all of America. <laughs> they believed it, we won. Well, we're going back though. You know, the moon. Gonna, yeah. You are specifically? Specifically me. <laughs> yes. It is me up there. It is a little concerning. <clears throat> it is a little concerning that it's been almost 60 years before we were able to do it again. Right. <laughs> like generally in science. It's not that we weren't like, able to do it again. It's just we just didn't care that to. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. There was, I mean, that's Generally really... in science with experiments, you want to be able to replicate results. But, right. you know, whatever. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> we can do know. it now. Well, there's like, way more computing power in your cell phone now than, than what... Uh, the computers that they use to see that's man the moon. I don't know I don't know no that's true moon. I don't the, no the, I, I mean I, that's what I mean I think that makes it less more believable. difficult yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of fair 
Um, I never really thought about that being fake until right now. So wow, you've you've staved off the most common conspiracy yeah. out there right behind nine eleven yeah. and the JFK. Know, uh, this one just it's not adding up to me. <laughs> well, here's the thing about conspiracy theories: are they all true? Almost certainly not. But are they all fake? Probably not. There's yeah. probably like grains of truth right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Hey Matt, Charlie, uh, Charlie Carroll's trying to get in on a Zoom call. Uh, is this Conrad? <laughs> Some capacity. <laughs> I, I was going with the whole conspiracy thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm afraid. Is he coming in? Look, here's the thing, Guapo. As a producer, I trust you. But if you're going to lead with that. Guapo should just start doing that. Like, he should yeah. just start adding in, like, total curveballs. Yeah, you can just bring mm -hmm. people in, and I'll just, like, work with it. But, like, if you're giving me the option, I'm going to poo-poo it. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Charlie's not coming on. I don't want to debate. I'm not prepared uh, for it. Um, but like the whole point that, that was being made on the podcast is that we're so mimetic in nature that we want to keep memeing what's working and nobody wants to be in, in, inventive, yeah, look right? Look at fucking movies nowadays. Right, yeah. I mean, how many times have we made the same fucking it's thing crazy. over and over again? There, there, do you know there's a Meg too? I don't even know what yeah. Meg is. It's just oh, some gosh, shitty shark, shark movie. movie. Oh. I only know about it because fucking Twitch keeps spamming me with the ads. Uh, I mean, Meg there's multiple. Too. I'm like, why'd you make a second one? There's like, multiple no one, Sharknadoes. <laughs> no one cared about the first one. Like, this has to be money laundering at this point. Because <laughs> no yeah. one watches these. I feel, I feel like, like movies are a lot like restaurants. No. What do you oh, mean? God. That franchise crushed. Oh, I think it's so stupid. They, yeah, they milked it for all mm. it's worth. I mean, they, they have a whole derivative now where it's him and Jason's, The Rock and Jason Statham, right? Like the main characters aren't even a part of it anymore. No, I think yeah, they're, they're still Isn't in there. The they're just in wheelchairs in or whatever. No, he came they're in, in wheelchairs. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just old. <laughs> they're all in wheelchairs. The, the Rock came in. It's in just like, a wheelchair race. The Rock came in like Fast and Furious <laughs> Six or something like that. Oh. And mm -hmm. like I guess it was Vin Diesel, right? Yeah, Vin, Vin Diesel's Diesel. always been in. And I think he's still in the final one that came out. But like Paul Walker's dead. I don't know that any of the original cast have been in there. Ludacris came and went. Uh huh. Uh, I don't. They're so bad. I don't. Who People love them. these fast People cars and violence. What more do you yeah, want, man? So like yeah. the, the template's the been the same Put some for decades. In there. Yeah, it's like easy. come on, this is easy stuff. But I think movies are like restaurants. Like eighty percent of them just fail. Yeah, but it's. I feel like there used to be original movies, and now it's yeah, just like in the seventies and eighties. Oh, and now we just redo them. All. Like why? Like yeah, they just ran out of ideas. Leave it as it is. I. It's. It's a. Um, yeah. It. It's. It is a money thing, right? It's like okay, well. You just repackage something and you know it's going to crush at the box office. So you just do it. I almost just, wonder if they're afraid yeah. of getting canceled so they just don't come up with anything new. <laughs> I mean, that could Maybe. be part of it. But I also think yeah. it's, uh, I, I think that you're, I, I think the, the, the focus of Hollywood is getting into the pockets of the people who have the most money. Yeah. And right now that's going to be millennials, right? Millennials and boomers. Right. So you want to why Barbie. Yeah, you want to tap into our childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as much as you get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are being repackaged right, right now. I'll go see and re-release. Yeah, it's like. But was that <laughs> happening before? Yeah. Uh, oh, I well, guess there was like Dukes of Hazard. That was like a remake one. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but it's weird because that all spans my lifetime. Right, like Deuce of Hazard was on when I was like four or five years old. Yeah, and then, and then the movie they came out when you were like a teenager, you know, fifty in the early two thousands. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jessica Simpson. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, she had her moment Daisy in the Daisy. That's right. Uh, all right, so poker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot this is a poker podcast. Christ Almighty! Off the this definitely should have been an after dark episode. Uh, all of my episodes we, should we be never after get to the dark. Poker. It's true. 
It is true. I, I enjoy it. It's a breath of fresh air. I don't want to talk about Triton for the next 20 minutes, but I here mean, we are. I mean, it's like, you know, how many more? It's like, wow, European guy want a high roller. <laughs> okay. We are so <laughs> desensitized to these prize pools. We really are. Well, because it's uh, affect us. Million to first? I'll never the? see a, a dime of that. Why That's do I true. Care? Well, all right. So never you think they're going to go come in the wind two vibe pool? I can't believe it's actually been seven years since this happened. But seven years ago, when I played the Super High Roller Bowl, it was the second one that had ever run so the inaugural was 2015 it was a 500k and prior to that the only event that it was ever bigger was the million dollar one drop in 2012 and then maybe they did again in 14 i think so yeah i think i think 2012 was the year that antonio won it 2014 was the year that daniel got second i could be wrong i could be wrong on that i'm not sure anyway it was it was a huge huge deal where they had to run a lottery for because they capped it they capped it at i think 56 people or at least that was true of my year maybe mm -hmm. the year before was 48 i can't remember but anyway they like run a lottery system to get people they in cap it? um i think partly due to space oh. uh because this would have been was this prior to their was new that studio one where launching? you had to be there on time like everyone yep okay yeah like this that. wasn't in the this what Correct. Yeah, you this was prior to the yeah, it Poker wasn't Go in the studio. Poker Go studio. No. Right. So they they held it in a ballroom at the Aria. Mm -hmm. They capped it at I believe fifty six people. There was a lottery, um, and it wasn't a lot of people vying for the lottery because there were so many automatic bids. Right. Like Ivy's always getting in. Helmuth's always getting in. Negranu and the like. But myself and maybe a dozen other pros were put into a lottery for like eight slots or something like that. So I think like between two and six people got shut out. This was a huge, huge deal. I remember like, I mean, obviously we made a documentary out of it. Like yeah. whenever I knew I was going to play and right I knew you. that I was going to be in, um, we just invested everything in this because it was a once a year type of thing. It was one of a kind, mm -hmm. an invite only type of event. That's yeah, special. It was a skeptical. Everyone's dressing up. Yeah. Or it was a spectacle rather. Uh, everything was on CBS, I believe. Was it CBS back then? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, like, you know, it was this huge, huge, huge event. And making that final table, vying for, I think it was like six and a half million to first or something like that. It was like, at that point, I had been in high stakes for almost five years, uh, four years. And that felt like the biggest moment of my career. And I had played mm -hmm. million dollar pots mm -hmm. where, you know, I had a big piece of myself. Uh, now... Not only would I not even consider playing the event, mm -hmm. but like you have a dozen opportunities a year to do so. Yeah. And everyone is so fucking good. Like mm -hmm. back then it was still very much like just taking it to the streets. There was a handful of people in the field who like really knew what they're doing. But like to give you a good example, uh, and this is no slight against him, but like Timofey was far and away believed to be one of the absolute most elite True players. Teller? Yeah. In the field. And you know, True Teller by all accounts is completely elite, but MTTs aren't exactly like his forte. Yeah. He's a cash guy. He, he plays all the games. Like he's just good at everything he does. Mm -hmm. And now I think he would be considered like a mid, mid, uh, I don't want to say like mid level, but like, you know, he'd be like middle of the pack as far really? as like MTT skills go. Well, it's not, it's not what he does. Yeah. You know, he's and, played a lot of them. I feel like he plays a lot of these Tritons. Yeah, he probably does. And he's a winner for sure. He definitely has a win rate. But I guess my whole point is, is that like, uh, if this isn't the sole thing that you dedicate yourself to. Yeah. You're like, you're, you're, you're not going to have the biggest edge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you might have some ROI, but it's certainly not going to be uh, a, akin to somebody like Jason or Ike 
or you know Bonomo and the like, right? That's literally what these guys eat, sleep, and breathe. Mm-hmm. And they're just grind. I mean, we've just seen the ICM model get broken down in such a, a nuanced way over the last two to three years, and the study that's taking place, the tools that are available, the, po- the computing power. It makes MTTs feel intimidating. I know. At least at the small, private, at the, high at buyer the highest, level. I, yeah, I, at yeah. the highest level, for if sure. If I was like a rich rack, like I would not want to play in those. I mean, there's a lot of them who do. I guess they like the competition. Well, yeah, that, that, they, they compete yeah. too. The yeah. wrecks in these fields, like they're good. Puna, Punasari, <laughs> they're like not really like yeah wrecks. Well, like, it's I I think like Bill Klein is good. Yeah, for sure. And I think just like by and large. It's largely all they do for their recreation. Yeah. Like they don't dabble that much in cash. I mean, you know, a guy like Rob does and Rick Solomon and like, you know, the guys that are uh, largely considered to be VIPs in this field. But then there's a bunch of other VIPs that, you know, just have a track record of having crushed well, MTTs. A lot of them are super smart. Yeah, of course. So, and like they're they smart. have free they're time. Around these guys they're retired all the time, right? and, you know, they yeah. have free time mm-hmm. and they can get coaching from any of the people that yep. they choose. It's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, it's not soft. Yeah. It's definitely not soft. So there are 28 remaining. Uh, a few of those very strong VIPs that I kind of mentioned, which I don't even like. Is is Orpin considered a VIP any longer? I mean, this guy just smashes, right? Like he's got to be top 20. Is anyone considered a VIP any longer? I mean, uh, <laughs> Sean <Yeah>. Perry. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came in today as the chip leader. He's no longer oh. with us, however. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he, he did very well on the amateur only tables, but uh, since then he's been ejected. My boy Santosh had 50 bigs a little while Santos. ago. Santosh. Yeah, Santosh is no longer with us. Oh, no, he is. I'm oh, sorry. Shit. I'm sorry. I take that back. He has 20 bigs. Okay. Uh, Socia Jang is still in. Kuhn is still in. Kerry Katz is still in. Wichter, Robel. Wow, Robel really ran it up. We saw him all in yesterday yeah, uh, for 72K. He currently has just shy of a million, 32 okay. blinds. Uh, all the crushers are still in. Not all of them, Rubble's but so good. there's a lot of them. Uh, Alexis Ponikovs, Chidwick, they're all still in. Moneymaker hanging around with average stack. How about that 22-year-old kid? Which one? Alex? Uh, the one that won the 50K? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, yes, wait. At the World Series? Yes, but his name is not Alex. It's, I think it's Leon. Uh, oh, we're talking about two different oh. people. Uh, we might be talking about a different event. Actually, it was the 250K that I'm talking about. The one with... Uh, Cabril. Oh. Uh, that that. Oh no, Brewer won that. Alex got second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Alex got second. Uh, you're talking about Leon Stern. Stern. Yeah. Yeah. Who fell asleep in a hand? Oh, did he? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there was a. Uh, it's kind of crazy. He's 22 and he's like doing all these. He's a crusher. Rollers and yeah. Like, but that's the thing. We kind of talked about this the other day. Uh, it's so different now than it used to be in the sense that if you study hard and have any any sort of aptitude scale is just achieved by you finding finances yeah right like you don't it's not the way that it used to be where it was like oh you got to battle your way through the ranks because it gets tougher and tougher and tougher as you go it's like not really well it does right i mean those at least in tournaments like those high buy-ins are hard well sort of if you play a small field 3500 you're going to be against the Eliases of the world and like guys yeah don't get me wrong like you know maybe darren isn't going to be as tough of competition as you would run into in like a 50k but like he's still elite yeah and you know at these high roller levels all the roi comes from the guys who aren't winning in the field you know mm-hmm. the vips that that aren't really competitive 
So it's like in this event, for example, 250k buy-in, 118 players. That's that's pretty fucking big. That's a lot yeah. for 250k. Yeah. Uh, of those 118, half the field is considered to be VIPs. Right. Of those VIPs, maybe like two thirds of them aren't winning. Well, this one's a little different because it's invitational. Right. I I think that this is the proper structure moving forward. Yeah. Um. However, I feel like. If that's the case, it needs to be only for the quote-unquote main event or the the feature event of whatever the series is, because you don't want to you don't want to stop the pros from being able to eat. Yeah, yeah, and, and fire bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing is, is that with MTTs, like uh, it, it, we're we're all happy that this elite competition exists because this will never happen in cash. Mm-hmm. You'll just never see 501k games run. Yeah, I'd be like, what are you doing? With eight why, of the best in the world. A dusty game. Mm-hmm. Right. You just, <laughs> you just won't see it because you'll be able to find a better mix yeah. where uh, you can play high stakes and, you know, maybe only one or two pros get in. Right. Things like we see on like Hustler. Table selection is like, you know, not yeah, a thing it, in tournaments, obviously. So. Right. Right. So uh, with MTTs, like, you know, we just get a totally different product. And I think that that's a great thing where we get to highlight literally the best in the world. Yeah. And they're probably a lot better at their craft than the absolute best cash game players yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because... they're sharpened, like, every time they play. They have to be. Well, they have to yeah. be because the edges right. are smaller and exactly. also... But even just yeah. by nature of playing it, they're sharpening. Right, you right. Know? right. But also, the second thing is, is that uh, they are playing, like, very unforgiving stack depths, right? So it's like the errors... The errors that they can make uh, may be small in a big blind per hundred uh, perspective, but when you look at like percentage of chips in play, mm-hmm. it's pretty big. You know, like if you make a if you make a one big blind per hundred mistake off of a, a twelve big blind stack, mm-hmm. that's pretty meaningful. You know, you're 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 kind of getting torched in that spot, and then on top of that, you have all the ICM considerations and how much how many dollars you could potentially be losing in these situations in cash. At its, let's call it purest form, where uh, it's most interesting both to the audience and to the players at hand, it's going to be super deep, where the mistakes that could be made could be like in the hundreds of big runs, (laughs) you know, like massive, massive, massive (laughs) errors, which creates massive win rates, which also allows for a more relaxed environment, because if these errors are occurring at scale at all... It means that precision isn't going to be yeah, what wins. It lowers the variance a lot. Yeah, your yeah. win rate is so up there that like a right, little the drop need, is the whatever. need to be precise in order to make. That's you I know, think why I like cash. Right, you're a little. <laughs> I feel like that meme where that there's someone's breaking the chains off like after playing <laughs> like, but so it's like weird because people are like, well, MTTs you get to play so many more hands and blah, but it's like. Wait, no, you're more real, hands. I don't more think hands. I. No, you made more hands that's than how cash. I, that's how I feel, but um, I don't think so. Well, no. Well, oh, technically, oh. the ranges no, are I, wider. I understand. I, the MTG ranges, are, ranges wide, are definitely right. Wider. Of course, the ranges are wider. But because, it feels yes. like I have to fold more hands that I like to play. So right. I feel like I'm folding. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I have to fold five four suited. It's yeah, like yeah. annoying as fuck. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a weird thing because I think the big difference is that MTTs are starting to settle on an equilibrium they're nowhere near it right but like we're seeing them conform to uh, a bit of a kind environment where everybody's approaching gto yes right they're, they're not much more than they used to. correct and you'll see the same in cash like strict cash environments if you watch 100 big blind no anti-cash online mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna see a very similar environment yeah. and you know any one of us would rather get another job 
than than enter that arena. Wait I mean, a second. I, don't, I kind of like, <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, God I bless. I mean, it's room. honestly like the hourly <laughs> stinks compared to live. But right. I I just kind of like mm. the lifestyle. Like I love just like because I can't come from like. I used to do a lot of like gaming and stuff. So yeah. I love to just like log into the computer, kind of like work on like honing sort of a strategy. Like I think it's, that's fun, but it, it's, it's more so capped, fun. For, yeah. Yeah. It's more, I like it for like training. Like right. it's sort of like I, I get to see, you know, on a graph, like look at stuff and sort of rework stuff. It's super yeah. appealing. Yeah. Obviously there, there's a lot of things about it that are appealing, but if, if a wizard from the sky came down and said, uh, this path that you're headed down is going to have you top out at 500 NL online and the yeah. games available to you will allow you to four table. Yeah. Like, is that a ceiling that you're okay with? No, no, no. I mean, if I had to pick, if I could only pick like one to do for the rest of my life, it would be live cash. Right. Cause I just think like the ceiling so high and the games will right. never go away. Right, and that's the thing is like mm -hmm. a lot of what I'm saying kind of contradicts itself because the truth of the matter is if you look at like how a thousand big blind cash games, even with an ante are supposed to play, they should be incredibly nitty. But the thing is, is really? that, yeah, of course, because the deeper you are, the, the higher the equity threshold necessary in order to stack yeah, off. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right, so you have to be, and the thing is, is that the counter strategy is always to, uh to to jeopardize stacks mm. right so like the second somebody takes a polarizing action the the capped range or the bluff catching range is in dire straits yeah and it becomes really sensitive to like how it's allowed to continue because of the amount of big blinds that will That's require true. to invest you, you have like more reverse implied odds with certain yeah. hands and so it, it's actually supposed to like be a game that should never even run because if you're playing theoretically sound everybody's just playing uber fucking tight the opposite well all it takes is one defector if is one person <laughs> i try to make it be me. <laughs> if, if one person just says no fuck that i'm gonna play way too loose it incentivizes everybody else to lower their equity thresholds to some yeah. degree right and now what ends up happening is it's chaos because nobody's agreeing upon sort of like a set strategy in icm situations like when like uh, yeah when some of the table just doesn't give a fuck mm -hmm. then it sort of throws off like but but i guess the, they'll oh, just end up torching yeah, no, so yeah, yeah you just, like, they torch the money yeah. right the big just, difference yeah. in in the icm situations is uh icm will directly hurt the people involved in the pot and help everybody else right right in cash games it's kind of the exact opposite yeah. and that's why everybody's mm -hmm. incentivized to deviate a little bit get in the mm -hmm. pot <laughs> right because if one person's defecting and creating chaos and they're just giving away ev mm -hmm. you choosing not to capitalize on that and chase said ev will still allow you to have the win rate that you would expect to have in the environment but it's not allowing you to increase the win yeah. rate that this person's offering you mm -hmm. yeah you'll be like you can stay break even right so so it's a weird it's a weird thing because now what ends up happening is the players who understand what it's supposed to look like at equilibrium that generally would play incredibly tight and not really risk in any big spots uh, don't know how far each of them are willing to deviate. Mm -hmm. So there's no kind environment where everybody's playing a close to GTO or Nash strategy, right? Yeah. What ends up happening is you have a Santosh who comes in and plays all the hands, and then you have somebody like me who's already, uh, you know, kind of defected away from theory, 
and is playing all the hands against Santosh. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you have six or seven others that, like, really would prefer to play within the confines of GTO. Uh-huh. But one by one, they're just like, okay, well, we can't let these two play heads up until we get aces. Right. And then, like, they, they kind of, like, inch out on the ledge a little bit more and a little bit more. And now it's just chaos. Yeah. Because no one has any sight of equilibrium any longer. The Nash... And they're also playing ranges that they're not used to playing. Right. So now the equilibrium... Ending up with hands that they're Mm -hmm. not used to ending up with. Now the equilibrium's completely shifted. It's totally moved off the mark of what we recognize that it's supposed to be. And all of a sudden, you start seeing thousand big blind pots with one pair. And then you throw in the (laughs) bounty hand. Yeah. Mm Stand-up game. All of this stuff. Just any sort of visibility of range is just out the window. And you have to kind of like... Right. So... Freestyle. So if... Live cash remains healthy, which I suspect that it will. We'll never see elite play. Yeah. And that's something that I wish the audience kind of could wrap their head around. Because yeah, I think stop that... stop playing tournaments, damn it. No, 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 not that. <laughs> not that. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Come back to cash, everyone. No. No. It's not that. I, I do think that, like, I think it'll take a long time if... Honestly, maybe never will we see uh, the elite play of high rollers trickle down to... Uh, lower buy-in mid-stakes MTTs because the field size is too large. Yeah. Right? So there will just always be defectors. And as long as there are defectors, the same thing occurs as what happens in cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just see it at a lesser scale because you can only move so far off of equilibrium uh, as uh, as a good player trying to capture EV yeah. whenever your 25 blinds effective. You know, you can just shove a little wider, open a little wider, tighter, whatever. Um, but in cash, I wish the audience would kind of get their... I, I wish they understood what they were watching a little bit better because there's so much scrutiny for great players out there yeah. that are kind of putting themselves out on, on, on a limb or on a ledge. And I think uh, a great example of this, as much as I hate to give him flowers, is actually Doug, where he understands theory incredibly well and mm-hmm. at depth. Um, but if you watch him play these live cash streams and you could date back as far as you want, he gets fucking wrecked a lot. Yeah. And part of it is because... Uh, he at least in the past anyway he was a lot less experienced in the live environment so he kind of stuck to his guns do you think it's also because he's mostly a heads up player like well that's that's the other thing and I realize that now that I've studied heads up uh, yeah. I never understood why people were it makes d- people kind of punty doesn't it because yeah. you're just so used to stacking I, off I, with like I never really understood shit. why people were like oh Berkey you love heads up like it's for sure your kind of realm and now I get yeah, it because you play like 80% you play of everything. Everything. you just play a lot of <laughs> yeah. hands and mm-hmm. what that does is it puts you in a lot more zero EV spots right and you just get very good and accustomed to, to operating those. That's probably why you can run people over heads up because you're just like putting them in. Well, zero not EV. people, but certain, you know, certain a certain person. someone. Certain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there's a lot of people that fit into that. Kind of, I'm sure yeah, that, that yeah, would happen yeah. to me if I played heads up because I'd just be like, well, I don't know. The more studied you become, or? the less available my red line would be. Yeah. Basically. But uh, yeah, that's a great point. So like what happens, and I'm sure Doug can attest to this, is that when you're accustomed to playing 90% of hands, which you often will do heads up, you find yourself in infinite zero EV modes or, or nodes rather. And you just find ways to parse through them, you know, whether it's randomizing or whatever. Mm-hmm. He does that live as well. But the problem is, is that they're not zero EV, yeah. right? Like their ranges that you're up against are nowhere near as wide as you're projecting them to be. And, you know, oftentimes you're going to find yourself where defaulting to theory rather than some other aspect of just trying to out logic your opponent mm-hmm. is going to hurt you more than help you. Uh, and that's not to say that it's not a good guideline because it is, but there's a, a certain pulse to the live realm for sure that earns you money. There's like a, a huge, like the game flow and the polls yeah. and 
like maybe someone just got coolered huge and they're tilted. Right. Like these are all things you can't factor into a solver. Right. So it's like, you know, now that Doug is stepping out onto these live streams a lot more, uh, particularly at the lodge, you see him getting drunk. You see him V pipping more than anybody else at the table. You know, he's super wide. He's getting cooled off. He's coolering people and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you ever browse Reddit or you ever go down these, these, dark toxic oh rabbit holes like the criticisms two plus two RIP. right the criticisms start to follow like this guy's washed he's actually not that good you know all this other stuff and it's like no you guys are are missing the yeah. product you don't you don't you don't realize what it is that you're watching garrett's another great example like you know would would any of the big winners in live realms be able to step into 500 zoom and be a big winner not immediately but are they capable of learning that skill set and dedicating themselves to it and then yeah. eventually becoming a yeah. big pool winner? Almost certainly. I think that I've seen win rates at like 500 and 200 Zoom that are well above average from people who kind of play um, unconventionally or like not super strict GTO. Like in order to get those really high win rates, like they have to exploit and deviate yeah. a lot. Yeah, so. and that's true. But it, it, you know, it's kind of the full circle. You can't walk in as the exploitative right. they type. They already know this theory, right. and they know where and they to know deviate. pool tendencies, and they've probably done some mass data analysis. They know what's under bluffed and exactly, and, yeah. exactly. So it's like I, I wish that it was a little bit more forgiving, especially now that we're so incentivized and encouraging of live streams where. You know, really great players are just showing their strategy on display day in and day out, demonstrating their whole cards, stuff like that. I wish that a lot of the criticism or the 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 arrogance of he can't even beat five hundred Zoom. You're talking about like Twitch chat and like YouTube kind of. chat. I mean, <laughs> like, no I mean, offense to you that our chat. No, no, but no. But it's just kind of like they're always gonna like just be think whoever's winning is crushing. Well, and they're the mob. They're the mob, obviously. But I think that there are a lot of people who are strictly online cash guys or online mm -hmm. MTT guys or or from that world that are very outspoken about how awful the live players are. Right. And or I how bad their theory is. Yes. And I get, I guess what I'm saying is I wish that they had a little less hubris and kind of understood the product that they were watching and realized like these guys are, are winners for a reason, regardless of who you're talking about, whether it's G-Man or Polk or it's more you know, of an art. whatever. Like cash yeah. is more of an art. Well, it's just more so if we were forced into the environment of 500 Zoom, we're all capable of learning the strategy, mm -hmm. right? Like it would take some time and we definitely don't have the chops right now because it doesn't serve us in our environment. Yeah. But it's, it's not rocket science. And I guess like that's what it ultimately comes down to. This is no slight against like the crushers online because they're the best in the fucking world. I mean, I'll always be the first to give them their flowers. Mm -hmm. They're working way harder at theory. I know some of those guys are like so crazy. Thank yeah. you, the way they study really and, nice and work. <laughs> Yeah, Guapo's right, just, out there crushing, moving up in the stakes. Well, it's it's night and day, right? It's like, night and day. Like the way that they study is they're zooming in on a spot where they're trying to earn a tenth of a big blind more in win rate in one exact scenario: blind on blind, button versus small. Really you specific know, spots. Very like, very specific. This one hand does this thing sixty percent of the time. Yeah, or like I found this. I found this like niche lead spot that only right. occurs like four percent at like equilibrium it was true teller and it was back when those gg big games were running mm -hmm. 
and there was something it was like some crazy weird lead that was like who why would he do this right and then someone looked it up after and it was like perfect yeah he found it in game <laughs> so right crazy right and it to just find like, it in game is so crazy and it adds a it adds a certain level of of win rate because it's difficult to play against and you know maybe the response is poor or whatever because people aren't used to responding to it they're right. like what the fuck is this like, right. is this a misclick whereas right. like when when i'm studying I'm looking at thousand big blind spots where my opponent is cold five betting 18% of hands. Uh-huh. And you know, it's just like, <laughs> we're talking about two different things here. You yeah. know, like I'm just literally trying to figure out what bluff catchers are appropriate by river. And I don't need to go any deeper than that because if I get this right, I'm just going to be winning like 90 big blinds per hundred. Right. On, on this, this spot. particular yeah. spot. <laughs> right. You know, just by like having correct calls and like appropriate folds, like knowing if I'm supposed to float uh, a specific ace high with a backdoor on the flop, given the width of his range, if my assumptions are correct, you know, so much more of like the way that we're studying live <laughs> is at the global level yeah. of, okay, well I have like these three archetypes in my game and they all play these spots very, very differently. So I be, I need to be able to navigate the defensive tree differently versus the guy who has way too yeah. wide of a range as opposed to the guy who's way too tight of a range. Right. Right. Where it's like, they're just operating against GTO bots where it's like, okay, where do they not know the strategy yet for yeah. equilibrium so that I can gain a dollar more in win rate? And God bless them for it. They're the best in the fucking world because of it. And they'll be the ones that challenge the pluribuses in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, we need advance. them to defeat the machines. Right. We need you guys. They'll be the ones <laughs> who continue to carry the, the, the strategy forward at the, at the micro level, at the precision level, right? But like, you know, let's not overlook the work that's being done at the, the I don't want to call it the pioneer level, but like, you know, nobody's studying thousand big blind strat for online cash because it doesn't exist. It's a goddamn supercomputer to run this Sims. No, honestly, shout out to GTO AI. Like, really? It's fast? Ugh, I, I mean, it's like four that. seconds. Like it's that. literally four seconds. Mm. And they only have capabilities up to 250 big blind stacks, but you can just change the SPR. Right. right so oh, yeah yeah if you're looking at a five bet spot where the spr is like that, 10 like i was talking to i was talking to someone yesterday about um a spot where it's like they had half pot on turn like they flopped set whatever they have half pot on turn i'm like well wouldn't you just like jam like they turn a, a boat and they're like well no because like in this game like that's so many big blinds that right. like my range is actually like really tight right so like going small small is like better yeah but there's like certain it's like changing the SPR might not always account for everything because like maybe this is a fucking massive pot. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of a deviation, right? Yeah. Because uh, well, as long as you input the correct ranges, everything is going to be. That's true. I guess if you have them, but it's like. Right. Then, so if ranges are tight, then you just have tight ranges and yeah. you see what happens at that SPR. And what you'll often find at depth, like if you're playing super narrow ranges at a relatively high SPR everything is just geo sized right right so it's like geo 2 geo 3 just become the most common sizes this is what i found whenever uh i was studying the the heads up match for airball it's like okay so basically we're gonna have like a smallish size and because of depth it's gonna be 40 percent instead of 25 percent uh-huh. and then we're just gonna have a geo size yeah and that's that's our polar range and this is our I linear range and that's how we move. I hate geo three it's so hard to, like <laughs> I, I can do the two like that yeah. i can you know mental math it but like the three i'm just like so there's a bit of a, a hack if you learn <laughs> if you learn uh you can get like a cheat sheet yeah and if you learn the geo twos 
uh, I think some flashcards. I think the Geo3s are uh, once removed in in one direction or the other. So like if uh, I, I actually don't I guess, even remember. I guess lower, right? Because it's three yeah. instead of two. Yeah, yeah. So I think like if the SPR is like, let's call it um, what what's Geo2 for single pot four, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if the SPR is like four uh, and Geo2 is pot, then I think that um, an SPR of five is Geo3 for half pot. Half pot. Yeah, so I think I think that like Geo three cuts in half one oh one pot size. Okay, that makes sense. Ahead, if I remember correctly, I haven't I haven't like really. I, I just, just like, I just I calculated know, my head. Like three quarters ish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't really go wrong if you're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah you know. it's, um, I have the idea of it. What are we a little off somewhere maybe, but I I do it in my head a lot. And That's what I usually do. It's unfortunate. I'm like, well, I know that like. You know, I'll leave. I'll get to river with like pot if I do this. So I'll just go up a little bit. Yeah, and it's gonna be sort of even. It's fine. It, it, it's fine. Goldilocks. Goldilocks yeah. it. If you're uh, playing a 200k high roller, then be a I, more precise. I better be so goddamn rich <laughs> if I'm gonna play one of those that it will just be like. Who unless cares? you get put in. Yeah, unless I get put it's, in. It's really <laughs> funny because as we're having this conversation, I, I kind of, I kind of realize. Uh, I'm having a bit of an epiphany as far oh. as like, you know, what's available. I never want to stop playing live cash. I fucking love it to death. It, it's truly my bread and butter. Um, and I realize that like no part of me has ever wanted to de delve into the online cash world because mm. it, it just seems so much smaller in scale. It mm -hmm. is. And it requires so much, uh, such a different uh, set of skills. There's so much more rote memorization and like you have to be so precise. I really feel like it, it helps with digesting variants though. It does. For sure, 100%. Um, but what I'm realizing is the reason I'm not attracted to MTTs is because it requires the same skill set as necessary to play online cash. The difference is the ceiling is not as low. Hmm. You could just go play a million dollar buy-in. Sure. So the ceiling is infinite, right? Yeah. Uh, according to like however much funding you can get. Right. And it's like, I wonder if there will be a part of me at any given time where I just say like, okay, I really want the challenge of learning what it would take to beat 500 zoom online or learning what it would take I think to it beat would a high be a cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anyone would give you that prop bet in a way that would make it worth your time, I think it would be a cool thing for people to follow because you're such a like live guy that yeah. I think it would be interesting. It would be like a whole lifestyle change. I, I honestly like, I think I'm capable of it, but I think it would take me longer than it would take somebody like Landon. Of course. I mean, he's got HRV of 600 and is like literally <laughs> his brain's made of neuroplasticity pure. I just also like, think that like he wants to play the game in the purest form. He does. He, mm -hmm. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be he's the machine. Right. Exactly. I'm surprised he's not a chess pro with like how like right. purest he is. Right, right. Right. And like there's a part of me that fights that because I want I want the gambler to still be invited to the game. Like I want that environment to still exist. Yeah. And I guess that there's a part of me that just doesn't really want to delve into the technical side so deeply that I lose sight of this amazing fucking game that I get to play on the regular. It would be kind of silly, like opportunity cost wise. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because like, I imagine... I you'd have to get so rich that you just Or you'd have to get care. such a big right. prop bet. That now, yeah. 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 I, I think like just to scratch the surface, I would have to put in a thousand hours of study. To like even be remotely like competitive. What, ga what game would you play? Two hundred Zoom. Oh, I'm not even. 
I, I mean, think you would go the high roller route. Yeah, we go the high you, roller route. You would go I would the, never uh, go on my cash. Oh, ca- cash oh you mean for live cash, like a Triton cash game or something? No, 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 like, no. like Triton high roller oh, MTTs. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm just equating right. that okay. the skill set necessary to beat 500 Zoom is comparable to the skill set because you, you have, have to be have to so develop. precise. Right, you have right, to be right. so like in tune. Yeah, and then yeah, any so, tiny mistake you made is probably going to get capitalized on. Correct. Yeah, and I think that like my skills are so at level. I, I hate to call it like level one through, you know, whatever, but like they're so at the broad scale level. Like when I think about your macro guy. Yeah, when I think about my strategies, I, I think about like, you know, how I operate at a range versus range level on certain board textures. And, you know, I don't really get much deeper than against this opponent, I deviate X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Right. But like when you're talking about these high rollers, not only do they know each other's tendencies very well, but they know the theory down to the fucking T. The and, suit of every single card and how right. it interacts. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like why this random three is somehow a good blocker for you. It's right. like I don't know. And maybe I'm overstating it. <laughs> maybe I'm overstating the complexity of MTTs, but I don't think I am, especially without the lack of uh, experience in putting in a ton of volume. But I think I would need like a solid thousand hours of MTT study strictly where I would feel competitive. It's a lot of hours. Yeah. Like where I would start to feel competitive in like twenty five Ks and above. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you're right. Like the opportunity cost for me to do that, it would be a whole. It's new, like a full time job for then, a half a year. It'd be a whole other career. Meanwhile, the guys yeah. that you're going to compete against are also continuing doing exactly to study. That. Right. <laughs> so you're just starting off way behind. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would be a whole career change, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it'd be an interesting one, right? I would like, like to see the online cash thing. So would I. I think that would be I think easy. That would be amazing. I just I think, think it would be, be like just seeing you battle a bunch of GTO bots. Big blind and, streets. Yeah. I think I could get away with. I think it would probably take me like a couple hundred hours of study. And the only reason I say it would be simpler is because you only really have to learn one or two stacked ups. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right. So it, it would it'd actually probably be a great introduction. And no ICM. 100 and 200. You don't have to worry about ICM. Right. Right. You know, all this, yeah, there's so many more nuances in there. So much more of what I already feel very confident in would carry over. Yeah. Right? Whereas I don't think it would be super applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my instincts for ICM are just not great. I'm very risk on. ICM is very risk off. Yeah. You know, so like there would just be so much deprogramming I would have to go through. Um, but yeah, I mean, if ever poker YouTube type world blows up the way that like fitness YouTube world blows up and there's just like infinite opportunity there, mm-hmm. then yeah, this would be a fun challenge. Yeah. But like not going to happen anytime soon. I like don't think. live guy plays 500 zoom. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point in time where, uh, where the, there was a common narrative that myself and Charlie Carroll could never beat 500 Zoom. And right. I remember I was going to like, I was considering like putting out a public challenge, like I'll take a prop bet, lay me odds. Mm-hmm. Like you guys all think I'm a huge dog, so I want, I want big odds or whatever. And then Charlie just like out of nowhere was like, uh, I'll bet anybody up to 100K that I could beat 500 Zoom over 50,000 hands, even money. And I'm just like, well, all right, well, just <laughs> ruined the market yeah. for you. Yeah, he just fucking torched the market, well, and nobody took him up on it. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Who it's like, did, what the, who what did the, the basketball bet, Matt? The free throw, McDonald. Um, uh, Mike McDonald. Yeah. yeah. So same thing happened to him for 500 Zoom, and he ended up quitting. That was a long time really? ago. Really? Yeah. That was like 2015. He could, he I don't it. even know that 500 Zoom is like running that much anymore. I don't think it is. Not on Stars, but you could get a, you could get action probably on like ACR, GG, yeah. Russian cash. A lot of cash has moved to ACR. Really? 200 is the highest. Even on GG? 
Yeah, Russian cash is. Russian oh, cash. what about ACR? I always think it's like Russian cash. That's like what Russia. I thought you said. <laughs> I thought you said Russian cash too. Uh, what about fast forward on, on ACR? Uh, ACR, but Russian ACR, cash, two hundred NL is the usually highest. it's two hundred is the top. The only time I saw the higher ones running was during COVID. Yeah, so I mean it's like a dead game. Ben Affleck was in there, right? But now like ACR has like high stakes cash running. Like they have like yeah. twenty five fifty. Yeah, yeah. Ever since the GG band or whatever. Yeah, the rake is crazy. Well, I mean, they corrected a bit, and mm -hmm. it's still the, like way higher than the. It's rest, super though. high, but the VIPs are there, so like they just don't get the the Asian VIPs on ACR. Yeah. Which is you know a big draw. Uh, I mean, the GG games, as far as I know, have been pretty consistent uh, ever since they retracted the the rake hike. Mm. Uh, no real surprise there, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is a uh, this is a lot, a lot for everybody. We did our job. So we talked poker. Okay? There you go. Yeah. We talked poker. Are they doing all right in there? They're okay. They... Big shout out to CG Poker. He's in the chat. Oh, I played with I played Aria 25 with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. I actually it was funny. Um I played this hand. It was like a four bet pot and I was I was bare I double barreled and then I bit, bit my lip. I was bluffing like and I bit my lip. Um, and I was bleeding in my mouth because <laughs> someone gave me gum and I was like chewing it and then oh I've done that before it's I, the worst I was, and I was bluffing though and I, would, I my mouth was bleeding it hurt so bad and then like I got there on the rivers <laughs> so I ended up was being it literally okay. just like running out of your mouth like, it was just inside blood it was inside oh, okay. no it wasn't running outside <laughs> that would, of my mouth because that would have been but a great like, look. Oh, like when the yeah. river got there I was like oh thank god like because this hurts <laughs> this is almost <laughs> over <laughs> yeah that that's actually another uh, fun topic to have. Uh, we, we don't have to get super deep into it now, but like all of last year, I basically only played stream games. So I didn't really have access to any other mm -hmm. game. I probably played like, I don't know, 25 or 30 sessions, mostly on live at the bike. And the thing was, is when you're only playing once or twice a week, uh, it's tough to stay sharp in a live environment. So I was basically playing like it's once. It's tough to stay sharp in live environment, period, I think. I think when you get to play consistently, that changes Maybe a it's lot. Maybe every day it's okay. Yeah. But so what like I'm noticing between this year versus last year is I was playing like basically five to 10 hours a week tops. And in that time, you might run one or two bluff for stacks. It's hard to get yourself under control. It's tough to pull the trigger. It's tough to deal with the outcome when you yeah. know this is a lot of big blinds and yeah. you might not get them back. So like the precision was like really lacking whenever I was just sporadically playing over and over and over again. This year has been very different. I've had a consistent game and I think about like how many times I've just sailed in 500 big blinds on a stone bluff and honestly had the feeling of my like like just literally had the feeling of there'll be another hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just felt nothing. Yeah. at all of like okay i know what hands call and i know what hands fold i don't care what this outcome is mm -hmm. i'll get to play uh oh, the magic of volume yeah like i'll get to play a 100k pot again at some point down the line like i just sailed in 50k pre with five four suited i mean i don't know that that's <laughs> but it's not a great thing obviously probably. yeah probably don't do this at <laughs> it's home great kids for the game don't do this at home kids. it's but great if you want to keep getting invited yeah. it was a six bet pot that took under a minute and a half oh, my. <laughs> that's disgusting like what are you guys doing <laughs> What's going we, on there? You guys aren't even drinking. We've like, lost sight happening? of equilibrium. Yeah. Stand up no, game was on. No equilibrium the stand up anymore. game was on. The seven deuce game was on. I hate Oaken's face sometimes. Like, <laughs> this is just where we're at at this yeah. point in time, you know? You just got to sail it in and see what happens. It went well. We chopped. Yeah, I know. I and can't I believe you chopped. the shit out of him. <laughs> it was Amazing. worth it. Imagine if you scooped. Oh, so close. I was so <laughs> close. God, three to a straight, three to a flush, and a pair. 
How do we not get there on the first run? Oh, he would have been broken, man. Broken. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't want to break people's souls. <laughs> I'm not even about the money anymore. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Having a great weekend. Melissa, thank you as always for joining us. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. It helps the channel. We'll be back again on Monday. Uh, we're going to aim for noon. I think I'm going to be off from Bellagio. So noon time slot on Monday, similar to today. We'll see you guys all then. Peace. Peace.